Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What up, y'all? I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And this is our Halloween episode of Horror in the Halls. Halloween. It's spooky season. So excited. Yes, your favorite. Sort of excited. It's my favorite at-home holiday, but we got to touch on it as teachers. Schools are kind of crap at Halloween. All the kids are cracked out all the time. (laughs) Yeah, even the high school kids are, are the same way. Oh, yeah, dude. Last year, I had a kid who, no joke, brought a backpack. He didn't have a Chromebook. He didn't have a pencil. He had like eight giant bags of candy. And I'm like, what do you call yourself doing all day? Eating candy? Yeah. And see, they're old enough. I have seniors. They're old enough to buy their own candy. So it's not like they're going trick-or-treating because they don't have to because most of them freaking buy their own crap. I know. It's like, oh, well, I bought. And it'll all be these. there for a while though, too, because once that candy goes on sale, a lot of our kids work at like Walmart and Kroger. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they buy it all. And, yeah, it's terrible. It's the worst. Agreed. Agreed. So, all right, as it's our Halloween episode, we're not going to be lame and cover Halloween, even though apparently it's Jenny's favorite Halloween movie. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Jenny got real mad at me today because I made fun of her, but y'all let you tell the story. Okay, so today I was caught off guard, first of all. I was about to start class, and I'm like, I'm like doing my thing. I'm showing them how to do this graphic organizer, and our AP pops her head in, and she's like, hey, come here real quick. Hurry, hurry. I'm like, okay, never mind. Psych. And I walked out the door, and she was like, I'm doing this Halloween thing. I got got to get the people who just love Halloween. And I was like, okay. And she asked me what my favorite Halloween movie is. But you did not tell everyone why I said what I said. Because I thought, because I was like asking her like, hey, do you mean like set on Halloween? Or do you mean like just like straight up Halloween movies? Because that's why I chose Halloween. And I also got the year wrong, which was great. I said 78 or 79. And I, whatever. I was close. It's okay. I'm just messing with you. Apparently, Anyways, I was not there today. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, I didn't I even get asked. somebody as large as you in the building, but you so have I'm been saying, here since since Monday. Which is how do you not see me walking down the hallway? I'm pretty sure I passed her in the hallway today. I don't even know. She was like, but, "He's not here." I said, "Yes, he is." She goes, "Are you sure you didn't leave early?" I said, "No, he is here. He's been here all day. <laughs> He's had a cover." Uh, someone else all day like yeah, what are you what, saying yeah whatever but anyway it well, doesn't matter so i chose the og halloween okay i mean it is really good i'm mostly just giving you crap like i would probably yeah. talk about halloween but halloween ends hurt my feelings so i don't want to talk about halloween right now it hurt my so feelings real hard oh my don't i don't even want to start on it well this whole episode I, will be ruined <laughs> we're going to go into our cop topic i got we're gonna do a whole episode okay. of the halloween ends because it's hot garbage Anyway, <laughs> so we decided we would, you know, discussed it. We're going to talk about Sleepy Hollow and the legend of Sleepy Hollow. What is considered what America's like first ghost story, really? Heck yeah, I man! Guess. 
So yeah. Which Sleepy I'm going to complain about here in a little bit, but whatever. I'm going to let you do your thing. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the, the deets, right? Sleepy Hollow came out in 1999, directed by, I think, every, pretty much everyone that's from 30 to 45's favorite director, Tim Burton. Heck yeah, man. Every lady of that age loves Tim Burton. Of course, we all, all the guys do too. Tim Burton's awesome. I am that lady for sure. Oh, I know. My wife's the same. Everybody likes Tim I was Burton, drawing dude. doors on walls when I was five, all because of Beetlejuice. So there's that. Nice. So you were scared of pine cones, but you were trying to summon Beetlejuice. Yep. That doesn't even remotely make any kind of sense. It doesn't. Okay. I wasn't scared of him. Something about them pine cones, man. They were just real terrifying. I don't even know why, why I was scared of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So, screenplay. It's by Andrew Kevin Walker, the guy who also wrote Seven, which is awesome. Uh, fun fact. It was The story is written by, it's attributed to Andrew Kevin Walker and Kevin Yeager. Kevin Yeager is the uh, special effects makeup artist famous for Freddy Krueger's makeup and the Chucky oh. dolls design and pretty much Gross. building it really, which is kind of rad really. Um, they met while working on tales from the crypt together, oh. which is great. I love tales I used from the to crypt. sneak and watch that when I was younger. I'm going to have to pull some, some credentials here. How are you scared of pine cones? Would you watch the crypt keeper? <sighs> Bob, I just need you to not, you're, you're dissecting too much. I don't know. I can't explain these things to you. I just know that this is how my life was. Okay. okay? That's fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. I'm just kidding. That's, just kidding. It's just, who, it's just who I, I am as a person. I love Tales from the Crypt. One of my biggest sadnesses as an adult is that it's streaming nowhere and I can't watch it. It's, it bones me it's out. It's not? Nowhere. It's a weird rights oh. thing. Apparently like three people or something own the rights to it and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, gotcha. Um, I guess back to the, the details of this Sorry, film. Um, Luckily I'm, for all uh, of us. Oh, you're good. You're good. This is the best part. Um, my bad. <laughs> luckily for all of us, Paramount did not like their original pitch. It was going to be like just a straight up slasher film, which I could not imagine Sleepy Hollow as a slasher film. It would be weird. No. Like the Headless Horseman, Michael Myers style, just walking around town, cutting people down. That would be strange. I wouldn't like it. Um, one thing they did add, though, it was their idea to transform him into a uh, detective rather than a schoolmaster. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was a different take on it. Yes. I love that part. Yeah. So I, they I'm were like, junkie, so it was like real oh, yeah. exciting for me. That's your jam, right? That's kind of your, your bread and butter there. Yep. So luckily, the producers were like, nah, fam, uh, you cannot do this. And then they brought in Tim Burton because like at the time, Tim Burton was was the hot the hot go. I mean, Edward Scissorhands was huge. You know, Batman, all these movies were fairly popular. So they brought him in uh, and he really killed it, to be honest. I think I don't have anything really negative to say about Sleepy Hollow. Not, well, I have nothing negative to say about Sleepy Hollow. I mean, it's, I, the cast is phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. And I, I was really say, excited to hear because you told me who the the actual horseman is like through the whole movie and i was like what i know right i did I didn't, not even know that i didn't either i thought that was really cool so, so in case none of you knew it the horseman is played by two actors one of them is christopher walken fun fact mm -hmm. about this he had no idea how to ride a horse 
before he did this movie. He was even like a little bit, he admitted, scared of horses. <laughs> but he oh, told wow. no one really? because he really wanted to work with Tim Burton again. Because he was in Batman. Uh, oh, like what, he Returns was. As Max mm-hmm. Shrek. And he Yeesh. really liked Tim Burton and wanted to come back. So he was like, yeah, I can, I can ride a horse. The man had, had, was terrible on a horse, apparently, which is, I think is hilarious. But for me, I love Christopher Walken. I have three yes. books about the life of Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, I love this. Really? Man. Yeah. That's yeah. They're ridiculous. It's weird. One of them is called Walken A to Z. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, oh back to the actual point of this. <laughs> Uh, the man inside the shoulders is Ray Park, which I thought was really cool. Like Darth Maul riding around as the Headless Horseman. And he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And the cool thing is it's actually blue screen. So I watched this behind the scenes video, which I thought was pretty rad. And uh, he's wearing a blue mask. And then they CG his head off. And then they CG on the collar. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So it's like pretty involved. He's in a lot of scenes. That would take a long time. But it's yes. pretty cool. Like this movie has three Sith Lords in it. So he legit is like the actual horseman. Yeah, yeah. All the all the fight scenes. And you notice it's funny now that I know it's him. When you watch it, like all those flourishes he does with the axe and the sword and stuff, that's like a hundred percent Ray Park Darth Maul stuff. Like uh, how he yeah. spins him in his hand and stuff and the flips, like that's a hundred percent Ray Park. So I was like, now that I know this, it's like, man, it's like smacking me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think but I about loved that. it. Just because his stunts were really well done, so makes sense. Well, yeah, because at the time he was like a stuntman. You know, they, I think he they may have either I can't remember the time right now. Either just had just completed the Phantom Menace, or were filming it at the time. So like he was kind of really taken off, and it was awesome. And of course, you also have uh, uh, Ian McDermott's in there. As do- the doctor, that's Emperor Palpatine. Christopher Lee's in here. It's oh, Count yeah. Dooku. I mean, he's also Dracula and Saruman, but you know, we're just talking about Star Wars right now. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they have. Course, he has a stellar cast for this. I know, man. Movie. It's, and it, it's funny because, and we'll, we'll probably get into it a little bit. Um, how or why Tim Burton went the direction he went because. I think people think of him as a horror director and he even stated before he did this movie, he had never actually done like a horror film. They were kind of like, you know, weird goth kid movies, but they're not horror films. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? No, well, no, none of them are really horror. No, I wouldn't say no. that. So they have yeah. like some horror vibes, but he, he, he said he approached this like a real horror film. Um, but I think being who he is and the time frame he comes from, he was, really inspired by those like hammer films from the 60s and 70s like all those like universal remakes in britain okay so i think that's why the cast is who it is that's a big deal for them like it's two of them like christopher lee and uh who's the other one michael goff who plays like uh the notary they're both like in a bunch of hammer movies in in the 60s and 70s Especially all the Dracula films. Michael Garth plays like Arthur Holmwood. And of course, Christopher Lee is Dracula. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then casting all those other big name actors like Michael Gabon, who's awesome. Freaking Professor Dumbledore. Rita Skeeter's also in this. Miranda Richardson. So, it's like, all right. You got Uncle Uncle Vernon's in this. Richard Griffiths. You got all these people from like Harry Potter and Star Wars rocking it in this 
crazy movie. Really do. Like, and, and the more you talk about it, I'm like, oh man, yeah. Because then you have, um, oh, shoot, what is his name in Batman? Which one? You just uh, the one who plays the notary. Oh, uh, Michael Goff. What? Yeah. What is? Oh my gosh. What is his name in Batman? He's not in Batman. What? Yes, he is. The notary. Yes. No. Oh my gosh, it's gonna bug me. Just keep going. I'll figure it out, and then I'll just yell it out. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now. I'm over here checking it out. I don't believe you. No he way is. he was in Batman. No way. Yeah, Which yes, Batman? He is. He's in both. No way. You're crazy. Oh my god, you're right. He. Oh my god, I'm stupid. He's Alfred freaking Pennyworth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my bad. gosh. How did I miss that in my research? He's freaking Alfred. Uh, yeah. In all He's four the of the Batman films of, from 1989, 1997. Yep. That's who that is. Jesus. You Lord. are welcome for my <laughs> for me trying to figure out remember his name because I've seen those movies a million times. He's also been in a couple Doctor Who episodes, but you know, whatever. Well, yeah, I can't believe, like, I, I, I no joke, did I researched all these dudes and looked at their movies, and I found that he was in a bunch of Hammer films, and I guess I did not go down far enough to see that this dude is Alfred. What? Okay, this cast is even better now. Dang. And then, of course, you know, any guy my age has a crush on Christina Ricci, so we have Wednesday Adams in this piece, so, I mean, you know, her and Johnny I mean, Depp round out the cast. I wanted to be her a long time ago. Still I do kind be of her boyfriend I was, forever. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy myself a Wednesday, but I'm really not. I just would like to be, but whatever. I think a lot of people She's, would. Me too. Yeah. I want to be a Wednesday. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be her sister. I just I would want to be her. <laughs> yeah, anybody related to her is gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I love it. All right, man. So tell me what you thought about the movie. I know you love this movie. I've been waiting for you to just unload all the information and love for it. So bewilder us all. Yes, I do. Well, I'm a Tim Burton kid, okay? And it wasn't a fad for me. I hate it when people say it's a fad. No, no. It was not a fad. I started loving him a long time ago when I was a little child. I wore Beetlejuice out. And so when this movie came out, I was really excited. But I used to watch this movie all the time. So, like, when you mentioned it, I was like, uh, yes. But um, nice. it's just an obsession, you know. It's whatever. Um, but like it's a better I don't Halloween know where to movie. start. I really don't know where to start. But I'm I, actually, I do. Because the last time we started off with the music. So I'm a huge fan of Danny Elfman because he always seems to work with Tim. Which I appreciate. And I can always tell if it's if Danny Elfman has done the music to something. Yeah, I mean Danny Elfman is awesome. I mean, I love Wingo Go Wingo. Don't know so why I love Wingo Wingo, but I do. <laughs> Fun fact, on that behind the scenes, they show a clip of him and he basically says he loves to work with Tim Burton because Tim Burton will tell him an emotion he wants. So not like a sound, not like I have this idea. He's like, No, I feel like this is melancholy and this and run and just lets him go and try to create that emotion and that's why he says he loves working with Tim Burton that's great because well it gives him more um, freedom to, to be creative and that's probably why his some of his best stuff I think comes from oh uh, yeah 
and let's keep it real. We've all, if you've ever heard him, Boingo Boingo, the man needs freedom to be creative because he's a little wild. <laughs> and he was Jack Skellington, so. Uh, 100. You no, know, that is my jam. That is my jam. All right. Yeah. What else about the music do you like? You are a dork, but it's okay. We like you. Um, about the music? Well, sure. I mean, I. I try. I went to watch it last night just to have it fresh in my memory, but like because I'm that person and I'm tired because I work with children all day, I fell asleep like ten minutes in. So, but I when the when it started, the intense music that's in the very beginning with the carriage ride and they're being he's being chased by the horseman. And yeah. you know he's being chased by something, and then it—it's it, the music in general. It just—it it creates all that suspense and that like, it's very hectic. And I really—I just really like it because I feel like it—it it, it did a really good job at animating that scene for me. So, and then as it goes on, like, you have the melancholy parts too, which I really appreciate. Like, you know, when they're at the cottage with the. Um, she's showing him the archer above the fireplace and um, yeah, the, the end where nostalgia music. yeah, when she's sitting there at the end and she looks so totally lost just sitting there when after she's lost her dad and like the town people have gone nuts and all these deaths have happened and and then off goes Ichabod he's leaving and she's just sitting there and it's just, just really sad and I just the music just makes it so much better but it all it usually does but i, just I mean just like, like we Danny talked Elfman about in really does it always yeah, does just, it always like does like you said I mean, it's a character yeah and I, I could see that i think that is something in a lot of tim burton movies he adds on like the music builds i wouldn't say he uses it as a character like so much mm-hmm. in some other movies but it really is used to emphasize the emotions of the scene which i think is kind of yeah. his point which i agree mm-hmm. i love my favorite part of this whole movie, like um, actors aside, I mean, Christopher Walken aside, is the sets, man. The sets are so awesome. They even won an Academy Award for those. It, they won an award oh, for really? uh, Best Art Direction. Uh, but it was because of the it sets. Was beautifully done. Because they're all real. Like, they built that. That forest was right. so realistic that birds and bugs, when they tore it down, were living in it. Oh, like, that's how realistic that forest is. And it's a set. It's a massive set. The windmill set. Um, I think they said it weighed each each little wing on that windmill weighed like three tons or something crazy. Oh, like geez. it's all a huge set. All the houses are real. Um, and yeah, so it's amazing. Like they are they built Sleepy Hollow, which I think is super cool. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. Well, I'm not shocked because it's Tim Burton. He does an amazing job. But. Um, I'm fangirling, so it's whatever. Yeah, you are. I wish they could see your face right now. He. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's my favorite, so whatever. He is awesome. But I do love the, the sets. I think my favorite part of the movie is the jokes, the practical jokes that he that Tim played on Johnny Depp. Okay. To get a sincere reaction out of him. Oh, all the blood and stuff? 
Yes. Because yeah. he didn't know that stuff was coming. So, like, anytime he would, like, cut into something, it would, like, squirt butt, blood, like, all over his face. And it would just, and he, it's the best thing ever. It's always excessive. I think. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. And he's Dude, like, what's oh. your favorite one from the movie? Like, the favorite, like, blood squirt, like, him reaction. When he's, when he's cutting into a widow windship. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, because he's real close to her, her, her stomach, and yeah. he's got that that little tool that he that he created himself, and he's like got his stupid glasses on, and they're like he and and it's like a really close up shot of his face, and this all of a sudden it just squirts out, and it's like all over him, and it's the best thing ever. I always laugh. Do I think like, my favorite's uh, when he's like weirdly chopping at that tree, like yeah. really like it kind of loosely, and it's like. <laughs> Ugh. like he's so yeah, like he's offended getting worse <laughs> oh yeah man that's um the effects on this movie are really good too and it was like back to mm. what i was talking about originally um kevin yeager the guy that was supposed to originally direct that wrote the story he was still on um the special effects team so he had a big part in all that so he still worked on this movie um all the heads they did a really cool thing um on the while well, i was doing my research they built these rigs that when the horsemen would chop them to make it look like he, cause he was running on the horse, you know, to look like he had so much force. They built a rig that would spin the heads around in a circle. And that was a oh, big thing. Okay. Like Burton wanted all the heads to spin. So he kind of wanted them over the top. Um, almost That's just neat. like you said, kind of ridiculous um, yeah. to a point. And that was really cool. I thought, and I think all the blood goes back to the connection to the hammer films. Cause if you pay attention, if you just watched it, all the blood in this movie is super red like yes, Crayola it is. red. Very, yeah, it is. And um, in the hammer films in the seventies, especially in the late sixties and seventies, the colors are real washed out. It's a lot of gray and uh, like Browns, like really dark washed out earth tone colors. And Tim Burton recreated that a lot. There's a lot of dark colors. And the only stark colors you see are that Crayola red blood, like shooting Johnny Depp's face. Like he's kind of washed out and pale and it makes it look way brighter than it probably was, you know? Yeah. But um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, because the makeup is always done a certain way in Burton films. Like, very macabre and very pale with dark circles. So, yeah. So, the contrast between the very bright and that, yeah. you know macabre look it's it's so it's good it's great i feel like tim burton was for sure a cure fan oh yeah like for I sure too oh well, yeah I know. i'm surprised <laughs> you don't have black hair and white paint fading on your face i oh, used God, to have black hair oh i know i've seen business. those photos don't ever do that again <laughs> why to because maybe i will now i'll make fun of you know. <laughs> i'll be the best worst friend ever <laughs> Don't cry, little kid. It's stupid. I know. I'm sorry. Don't worry. I'm not going back black because I'm super pale and this does not bode well for my complexion. So it makes I'm you look like you're for sure a Tim Burton fan. You know what? It's not a negative thing. I'm just making a statement. I, you know, and I don't care if I look like a Tim Burton fan because I am. So there's that. Anyways. That's all that matters, as long as you're happy with mm-hmm. who you are, yes. Jenny. I am super happy. I like my red hair. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just messing with you. So, yeah, I love this movie. 
I got nothing really negative to say. The cast is great. The score is great. The art direction obviously was great. They won an Academy Award. Um, I love Hammer Horror, so like the fact that he really tried to make like a '90s, 2000s rendition of a Hammer film is a hundred percent okay for me because it wasn't like a blatant yeah. ripoff. It was definitely like inspired by, um, unlike a lot of other directors who just steal. Um, so yeah, I got nothing I, really negative to say. I what I would like to bring up because I think he did a really good job at showing this timepiece is the aspects of the church versus witchcraft, which I thought he did an amazing job at, at showing what that. I agree. Yeah. In his, in his way. I mean, it's not obviously completely accurate or anything, but like he really hits home the hysteria of witchcraft especially with Ichabod's mother. And and when you get those little snippets of those, like, they're almost like nightmares that he's remembering, but it's also just memories. But it's always him sleeping and waking up to what those memories were. And, like, the dad and him being, like, involved in the church. And, like, and it shows, you know his mother being accused of witchcraft, which she seems like she was practicing. Uh, yeah. Especially that scene where she's floating and whatnot. Yeah. But I just thought it was a really cool way to explain it because when you think of the legend of sleepy hollow and how it was written, they do explain that, but I'll get into that a little bit, in a little bit, but I, I was waiting for, when I first watched this, I'll, I'll just go back to that. When I first watched it, I didn't really pick up on all that stuff because I watched it at an earlier age. And so the older I've gotten, I've noticed more because you, you know, you just mature more and you, know, you see things, yeah, right? So sure. I, I just now watching it, I'm like, man, a lot of these people were really like, it just shows you how close minded a lot of people were about things because they were afraid and I like, he played on that fear really well. And I, I really appreciate that because he didn't shy away from that part of our history, which I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I could see that, but I think it's funny that he did that, but then also showed that there was a ton of witches in these movies. Like yeah. nearly every woman in this movie is a witch of some sort. Like his mom, the two sisters who see the horsemen, um, yeah. Christina Ricci's character ha does some kind of like white magic kind of stuff, you know, as yes. the Van Tassel. So it's like every major feminine character in this film is also a witch. I but think that was purposely it, done. The, the you know how the church persecuted him. I, I I thought it was really cool. Like I, it was a good addition. Just like um, Johnny Depp's character of Ichabod being that detective, because I'm I'm a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes. Like a love Sherlock oh, Holmes. Oh, I so definitely. I love Sherlock Holmes. That's freaking amazing. To bring that into it makes the story more interesting, I guess, um, versus yeah, just a school more teacher. Than him. Yeah, it, for him being a schoolmaster, it, it just it falls flat for me. But when you add him in as being this very progressive investigator in the time that he was, it's really cool. Yeah, and plus, I don't think it would have been a very 
entertaining movie if he was like a sickly scared teacher you know what i mean and that's what christine is funny christine reach actually says so in that behind the scenes that you know in the in the cartoon and in the book you know he's Ichabod's supposed to be a very ugly man but we obviously did not cast an ugly man <laughs> that she talks about basically alluding to how like especially in the late 90s how everyone thought johnny depp was like the hottest thing on the planet i thought that was interesting choice you know to cast someone that was considered um commercially beautiful in that role that was supposed to be kind of weird and ugly and gangly yeah and and to be honest ichabod is really not a likable character at all in the original stuff no he's a shady mf he's like trying to show up eat your food and he eats all their food like when you read it i was trying to listen and it's it's horrible read but um how he basically like would walk home the small kids so their families would feed him and you're just like yeah and and he always goes after the women that have the most money yeah he's kind of a shady character yeah he sucks yeah but get more into that into the book yeah and in the 99 version of sleepy hollow they make him a more endearing character because he he's just seeking justice and he's not out for you know trying to take anybody's mind because he at this point he really doesn't need it because he has a very important job yeah he's not like looking for a wife he's just like this is what i do he's very much like um, exactly he's very much a scientist which i think was kind of cool like as a science teacher i love that um Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. He was like, he cared about science. He didn't care about the money. He didn't, he doesn't believe the horseman's real. And then his actual reaction is just like any person that's a science. When you throw something in their face, it's like proven to be supernatural. Really any person. Like if I believe supernatural was nonsense and all of a sudden I I saw it, like it's real, it's real, you know? And he just like, you fought a headless horseman. Like you would have like a whole shock to your system. And I think Johnny Depp did a hilarious job in Johnny Depp fashion because Let's be honest. Johnny Depp's been playing Johnny Depp since like 1990. Yeah. <laughs> like a progressively more crazy Johnny Depp. Um, I, just, but yeah, I, I love it because he, he was so progressive that he didn't even understand why he needed to do things a certain way. He couldn't like explain it. <laughs> like yeah, the part like, uh... where they're in the forest and he's, he's bringing out his little, he's like, did you move the body? And they're like, yes and he's like you must never move the body and they're like why and he goes because yeah <laughs> he doesn't say anything else just because I'm like like you can't explain it but it's i mean you're right you're not supposed to move it but yeah. he can't explain why because you know it's so early in his research it just it makes me laugh but all those little little nonsensical things that he does cracks me up yeah, it's his mannerisms really played well to that character. But I think that's why him and Tim Burton work so well together. Like his yeah. who he is feeds right into what Tim Burton wants. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think okay. it's with any of the people that he kinda has. He's got his little posse of people that he always casts. Like and they are they do his they they do him justice. That's all uh, I'm yeah. saying. Like he, he picks, picks the well. best possible people. Yeah. Yes, he does. Good that's job, why i'm excited for the upcoming wednesday but i'm not gonna go into that right now but that but at first i was like no and then i thought about it, i was like no it's it's if tim if tim thinks it's good it's probably good so. i suppose i'll have to, I'll have to wait and see i'm holding yeah. out hope but we'll see oh another funny thing i read just because a little a little aside i think it's hilarious 
Michael Gabon wanted to keep his severed head to send to interviews in his place when he couldn't go just to get a oh laugh. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I love that dude. I would like to like me him. I bet he's hilarious. <laughs> like to me, Johnny so Depp funny. actually got to keep one of the props to they asked him what prop he wanted and he wanted the guy the device that the guy is sitting in in the very beginning in the courtroom. I don't I can't remember what it's called. But it's like a that's cage. Random. Yeah, that's random. Yeah, I would want he has everything. That. Like it's not like they're gonna do anything with it. I would want everything. Like I even to this day, I want a prop sword from this movie. I love the sword from this movie. Like with the the snake head on it mm-hmm. and stuff. I love it. I would totally have that. Do you know he also bought uh the horse that he rides in the in the movie? Gunpowder? Yeah, Johnny Depp bought it because it was gonna be put the- down. Gunpowder, like yeah. the goofy one. Yeah, the horse that he, the Ichabod rides in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Johnny Depp bought so, it. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> poor little Gunpowder. He was so old and just gangly. Uh, I think he when they, whenever he fa- he found out after the movie he was going to be put down, they uh, Johnny Depp was like, "Yeah, no, can't happen." Oh, yeah, like bring him home. Mm-hmm. Like but that him. was interesting at the time. Whatever girl he was that with, is, yeah, this is, is my horse, Gunpowder. <laughs> It's my trained cute. Hollywood horse. What's up? Um, yeah, so we got a 1999 Hammer film. Uh, awesome. About, like, really, which is great because you're taking a, a British institution uh, approach to film, applying it to what is, you know, widely considered one of the earliest American scary stories, right? And yeah. really, I think both are done justice. I, I really don't have um, a negative thing to say about this movie i mean do you want to give no, it a grade or do you want to talk about the cartoon and then come back how, how, how you want to uh, proceed there janae we can go ahead and give it a grade and then go on to the legend of sleepy hollow okay 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 um i mean solid a i don't know if i go plus i mean plus we can't be giving out a pluses like you know like if it was a student's work it would need to be crazy crazy good but definitely like a high a like you like a middle, like a middle grade? Are you all oh, a ninety-eight? Okay, maybe because like the set, like I don't know, like as a film guy, the way it's shot is awesome. The sets are awesome, and like I'm honestly the acting was stellar. I really want to meet Christopher Walken before he dies. Like that would be one of the best days of my life. I would love to meet Tim Burton, but I, think he'd be I cool feel too. like I have this. I feel like I have this grand idea in my head. And then I'm, I'm going to meet him and I'm going to be like, what if he's not? What, what if I he's terrible? Yeah. You know, I will say, and I think I said this before just in conversation, but I really feel like Tim Burton is like the Neil Gaiman of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And Neil Gaiman was awesome. So he was funny and him. he tried to convince us to murder some horrible cover band um, as a group. So, I mean, in my mind, they're very <laughs> so similar. Funny. Like maybe the same person, like without a without a goatee or something. I don't know, but are like their brothers or something. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe he's very much like that. And Neil Gaiman was awesome, so I'm gonna keep. That's how Tim Burton is in my head forever. He's like Neil Gaiman. I'll probably never meet him, but for me, he's like Neil Gaiman. Man, if I did though, I would be so excited. I know, right? I, I would fangirl real hard, and then he'd be like, "This girl is super strange." <laughs> he, he, you know what? He's probably seen way worse I'm and sure. used to it 
Because, I mean, imagine the people that like Tim Burton. You're fairly normal for a Tim Burton fan. <laughs> fairly normal. I mean, some of these people try to look like Lydia Dietz all the time. And, like, I love I don't know. So I'm not much. trying to look like anybody. You but... know what I mean? Like, I'm going to show up in a red wedding dress and be like, I love you so much. Oh, my God. He's probably like, thanks. I, I may show up and more look like Delia Dietz. I even kind of have fun. her hair some days. You do. That makes it funny. Just look it all back and look crazy. Hey. Well, you want to wear a curly. I, my hair yeah. is curly a lot, and she we're gonna, wears her. We're hair. gonna have to cover Beetlejuice in the future, for sure. Yes, I'll, you, I don't even know if we'd be able to have a spoopy book corner thing because I would probably talk the whole time. So we'll find something. I'm just saying we'll find something. I promise. We'll, we'll find something, but I'm just saying I will talk a long time. It'll be a long episode. All right, man. So I'm thinking high A. What are you thinking? I mean, of course. You were kind of go like middle ground a second ago, so. Well, I mean, if I were to go any lower, it wouldn't be much lower because I, I was going to say like a 95, okay. Okay. Um, but between the sets, the act, the actors that were involved and how well they did and I mean, the stunts and the music, I mean, it, it is. It's definitely an A. For sure. Like, I don't think I would change a single thing. No, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Like, not I think it was well done. I think he achieved what he set out to do, and uh, it'll always be a favorite of mine. So, Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I think, um, mm-hmm. honestly, it's my favorite Tim Burton film, um, only because of what it's about and the cast. Like, there's not a single bad cast in here. The only person, like, Casper Van Dien was kind of a weird ca- choice, but not at the time. Like looking at it now, it's weird, but at the time, he was pretty big, right? And he fits that character as that Brom kind of that vibe, you know. So I thought that was really good. Yeah. I mean, Jeffrey Jones. Now that we know he's a pedo, a little odd, Which but at the time, nobody knew. I know it's so disappointing because Stay Tuned is oh, one of my gosh. favorite movies ever. Um, but yeah, at the time, you didn't really know that, and he, he was fine, you know. And plus, Christopher Lee's in this movie. And Ian McDermott and Christopher Walken. So uh, it's a win for me. A for sure. I know. I know. I started Let's watching the it middle last and night. Say and like, 97. Man, Christopher Lee's not in it for very long. But he's, well, nah, he's so he was, good. I'm like. Dude, Christopher Lee was old for like 25 years. He was like, look, man, I got you for a minute. <laughs> and then I got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was awesome. But he was old for like 25 years. It's like Vincent Price. They're all the same. I know. No. So they, Chris, they say old for a long time and then they're like, okay, it's time for me to go. Like someone might try to kill me for this, but I love Vincent Price, but Christopher Lee is totally ahead of him on the list of awesome horror people. Yeah. I mean, I love them both. So, I mean, Vincent Price is great. The voice. I mean, God, he was in Scooby Doo, 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo. Hell yeah. But Christopher Lee, he's in Charlie Man has, he was as Johnny Depp's dad. Um, <laughs> a dentist. Because he was still alive. That movie was made like a long time after this one. Um, yeah. He's also Saruman. He's Count Dooku. He's just awesome. He has metal albums and it's hilarious. What? It's actually pretty good. Like, he has metal albums. What? Yeah, Shut dude. Up. You got to look that up. Yeah. He does whole <laughs> albums. That are just, it it's like I had no idea. His voice with metal. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's literally... There's, there's, yeah, there's nothing bad about this movie. It's an A for sure. Let's say you said 95, I said 98. Let's just give it like 96, 97. Call it a wrap. What do you think? Let's do, let's do 97. 
Okay, solid 97. 97. So there you go, folks. Sleepy Hollow, 97% A. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. Um, go saying. watch it. And regardless yes, of what you think about the cast today, I know some people don't like Johnny Depp anymore and, you know, Jeffrey Which Jones. Which is stupid. And you fight R- me. R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Um, yeah, it's I'm great, guys. Right. It's, it's There really isn't anything bad about it. It's a, a perfect retelling. Um, it's a better retelling, in my opinion, of the story. It's more enjoyable. It's more exciting. It's more like popcorn movie. And I yeah. wouldn't know if it's necessarily... It's horror because it's like that cool 70s vibe. So, yeah. On to the cartoon that we all know and love. Yep. I had to fast forward through Mr. Toad or whatever it's called. Oh, my God. And do you know why that is? How my research I learned, apparently, they could not afford to make a full movie at the time. It was too expensive to animate uh, a full movie. And I think when it came out, was it like 1949? Yeah, it was like right after the war. So Disney didn't have the money to pay to make two full movies. So they paid to make two shorter movies and put them together. Interesting. I thought so. It's kind of interesting. I mean, like I watched this when I was a little, little, little kid. Like I watched this when I was in elementary school and it was probably around Halloween time. And we were probably read the storybook version, not the actual text itself. Like a retelling of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, And then they showed the film. I would say that we watch this every year. This was like a sure to like Halloween movie. You know what I mean? At Probably. School. Yeah. Like every yeah. year we're going to do Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Cause it was easy. It's a, what about half an hour or something like that ish. Yeah. It's not long at all. I don't have as many like behind the scenes deets on this one. Cause it's a old thing. Yeah. What do you think? Tell me about it. Well, so watching it now as an adult, cause it's been a long time since I've watched it. I don't love it for several reasons because I, I I don't want to give too much away, but it's very much like the short story. Um, It's an accurate retelling. I think it's yes, it's very much is. So I appreciate the chase uh, between Ichabod and the horseman and the sounds of like the, um, like the frogs and stuff. And it's kind of, and like the nature kind of sounded like it's saying his name of Ichabod, you know, and yeah. it kind of plays on that in sleepy hollow too, but like they really hit it hard. And that was part of the short story too, which I, which I do appreciate. Um, but other than that, like I don't like Ichabod. I think Ichabod is a very, I don't, I don't know. He's just not a very likable character, in my opinion. Um, I feel like he's a bit chauvinistic. And he's only into what's going to satisfy him and his needs and no one else's. So I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I can see that. And we could probably yeah. lump this one, I think, in with the book, really, because it's so close. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not entirely sure if you're supposed to like Ichabod, right? Like... No, because he, he kind of sucks. Like we talked about earlier, we kind of hinted on or touched on it. He uh, he's conniving. Like his whole goal yes. was to 
um, I'm gonna walk these little kids home, not because I care about my students, but because their moms will feed me and they might have a cute sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is weird. Um, or look at this Katrina Van Tassel who has, her daddy has money and he puts on these big parties with all this food. Well, yeah. Hit I, her up. I don't think right. she was ever the object of his affections. It was the no, land no. and the status and the money. Yes, it was most definitely. I mean, we don't get, I guess teachers have been broke since 1949. <laughs> 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 or really 1820 when this book was published. For ev- We've been for broke air. for error. Error in a day. Um, (laughs) For error and always. I I did find some cool things out about um, the production of the original animated short. Um, Walt Disney apparently was super involved with this. Like so much so that he even, uh, he visited Terrytown. Like, cause it's a real town. Sleepy Hollow is a real place in New York. It was originally called Terrytown. Uh, It's now called Sleepy Hollow. Um, Yeah. He visited that place to really kind of see what it was like um just to get a feel for the area and kind of the history which i think is pretty cool um and of course uh god i've said oh my a hundred times Bing crosby is like the the voice of it and he apparently brought his kids which i think is kind of cool yes i was that's okay i did forget about that i do appreciate that too because i love Bing because i love white christmas that's one of my favorite christmas movies I love his voice. I could listen to his voice all Christmas time. Uh, yeah, he is Christmas. Like, he, he, well, absolutely, he is Christmas. And if anybody ever tries to say any different, him and Andy Williams are my jam. So, uh, I think maybe this might have been the only time he worked with Disney. I think I read. Um, I can't remember. Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, he did some other stuff, some other narrated things, but this might have been the first time. But yeah, he narrates the film. I was really he did the excited song. about that. And it was cool. It was cool that it was him. Another interesting fact, and people like, um, gosh, said maybe they they kind of fed into the the idea because there are stories about that the horseman may have been um, a, a mercenary for the British soldiers during the Revolutionary War. Ah, and there's a whole story about the man, like a soldier, a Hessian soldier, losing his head with a cannonball. Um, at the time, I guess they're thinking that is what may have surrounded um the mystique and the fear you know so those like stories so they're of course now we're reading it in 2022 and 1820 though if those stories are around you might have got him some of some of his possible fear coming from it so that was kind of interesting um and we can get in more on that when i get it we talk about the book because there was some kind of interesting stuff about washington irving and how he named his characters that i thought were kind of cool so yeah, I mean, it was good. Like I said, when I was a kid, I dug it. But I, I guess I'm not entirely sure if we're supposed to like Ichabod. I surely don't. Like, he is a kind of a horrid character. Um, I don't think so. I think, I think it also plays a role in explaining class. You know, the different classes of people. Yeah, Especially at that, that time. Um, And you pretty much had to either be born of money or marry into it. Yeah. You were never going to get it. Or you were working forever for, for very little pay. So it really shows that. And that's grim, but that's the the state of things. (laughs) So I do like how um, how they portray 
um brahm in that one though now he's kind of like and uh another fun fact God, i have all these fun facts brahm in <laughs> this movie was the inspiration for gaston oh okay I like how he's animated is a hundred percent gaston is based on yes him, he is which i think is kind of cool because everyone hates gaston but he's awesome and uh yeah of course you know brahm got the, he, he got the girl in the end i think the whole point was brahm knew that old ichabod sucked and the headless yes. horseman was probably fake and he scared him away and there you go they even have the same horse in the cartoon if you watch it closely like brahm's horse is the headless horseman's horse so there was no ghost yes. in the cartoon. I'm going to talk about that more when we get to the actual text. But all right, well, we can get I there. Totally so, what do you think? Uh, cartoon? Eh, it's like a D, man. Like if I was going to give a grade to the cartoon, it's classic. Like I don't, not a fan. Yeah, because there's only one scene I like. Like the end. The very end with the with the chase. That's it. Yeah, that's the I like the jack o' lantern like. being thrown at him and how scared he is, yeah. and that part is cool. Everywhere else. Ichabod's a scumbag. Yes, and I can't stand it. So, 100%. solid so, yeah. D for da, me. Da, da, D for me too. Yeah, it's rough. All right, man. Now it's into your like little section. I need to come up with a jingle for you. Yeah, a, a spicy little spooky jingle. Yeah, for for your little <laughs> book nook. Mrs. Hill's spooky book nook. Spooky book nook. Here we go. All right, so. We have The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, which my first note on this is I pretty much hated this story. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so hard to read, isn't it? It's so terrible. Okay, so <laughs> I don't remember it being this bad, but maybe it's because I never read the whole thing. There's just no way I have. Because when I started reading, I'm like, I don't think I've read the beginning of this. No, so, dude, the, the first line is like, what? Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this saying? I don't even know what these words mean. So, Plus, it's weird with this found among the papers. You're just like, what? Like, yeah, just get to the point. Can I read the first what? sentence just so everyone who's maybe yes. never read it thinks how stupid yeah. this is? It's like, <laughs> in the bosom of one of those spacious coves, which indent the eastern shore of the Hudson, at that broad expanse of the river dominated by the ancient Dutch navigators, the Tapon Z. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and where they yeah, always it's... prudently shortened sail and implored the protection of St. Nicholas when they crossed, there lies a small market town or rural port, which by some is called Greensburg, borough, or however you pronounce that. Berg, I guess. Um, <laughs> I can't read y'all, sorry. But which is more generally and properly known by the name of Terrytown? What? Like, I know it's 1817 or whatever, but what? That is a, it's so much that it makes no sense. I mean, it it's just setting you up. Like, after listening to you read it, because I've listened to this and voice. I read it. But, like, yeah. you just, you all you did was tell me that it was off a port. That's it. That, that's you could have said, is. in the port town of Terrytown. Yep, and it'd be done. <laughs> it's, it's simple, but to no. To me, I was like, why are you so In bougie? the bosom. <laughs> why? In the bosom. Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. So anyway, when I think when I was in school, like, I don't, I don't know when we would have read this, because we had to have, because I remember reading it. 
but I don't remember reading the beginning of this story. I think what happened was whoever my teacher was decided they're going to hate this section. So we're going to omit it because it can be omitted for you to understand the story. There has to be a shorter version. If I, well, there might be a translated version because sometimes they make those to suit the purposes for teachers. But like, if I okay, I'm a, I don't use Common Lit very often, but on Common Lit, it's legit the text. Like, and it and it sounds just like that. And they don't change anything. Um, but like, I'm sure there's another translated version of it. But like, I remember distinctly reading about Ichabod and the and the chase between him and the headless horseman. But I think that's the only part I ever read. I don't I don't remember reading. Now I could have, and I just maybe just blocked it out because I hate it so much. But I feel like it was very slow and there was a lot of unnecessary details, which I, that's partly why a lot of times when I'm reading adult fiction, I get very bored reading it because I feel like a lot of those minute details can be left out because I have a big enough imagination to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I don't, I don't need every single detail. It's not necessary for me. for me. Maybe for someone else who doesn't have as large of imagination, possibly. So, whatever. But if that's your thing, that's cool. It's just not mine. And I also teach teenagers who would hate this. Oh, 100%. 110%. Um, you know, I did just look it up, though. And there is a little golden version. And I bet you that's what we read as kids. Because, you know. I'm sure it was. We were in school in the 1980s and 90s, not in the 1890s. So... <laughs> No. They would not have ever read us that nonsense. You know what I mean? Like we would no. have gotten um, the little golden freaking uh, who makes those little ridiculous books. Uh, We'd have got those little golden books. Golden. Like, I think so. I think you're right. Because there, there's a like Amazon has it. It's like six bucks. Um, yeah. A little golden book. It's Disney's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And I bet you that's the story we would have heard in school, um, which is Probably. just kind of a cut down version of the actual uh, movie i bet because a little golden that's all they are they take the disney movies cut out all the extra stuff and give you just the main points because it's like what 10 12 15 pages <laughs> max with a couple yeah. lines of text on them because they're made for kids so i'm sure when we were in elementary school that's what they read to us i'm sure it was and i i probably thoroughly enjoyed it but at this juncture reading it now when i was i started reading it the other day and i was like this is the worst thing I've ever tried to read ever. <laughs> Dude. I felt and I've read a lot of way. heinous things. <laughs> huh? I felt the exact same way. It's so like pretentious. Yes. And I'm like he could have, I don't know. I just not a gotta, fan of his writing. So we got to step back though and say that at the time, this was how things were written, you know? So look, looking at it from the lens of, of, Today, yes, it's very pretentious, but I'm sure of the time it was considered good. People love it, you know. But yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's not good, not good at all. Uh, yeah, no, I'm out. I just want to point out, Bob, that I was an English major, and I read a lot of stuff, and this is by far the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> Okay, well, and I've read texts just as old that were better. The worst Even thing sermons were better read. than this. 
Yeah, it's not like good sermons that I had to read. Yes, it's better and easier. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, now that I've hated on it enough, I do. I did enjoy the the chase, and I did say that about the film, the adaptation, um, where he's chased by the specter. But then, all that joy I found in that section of the book goes away when I realize that it's just Brom. Yeah. yeah because and, it was clearly stated that that's who that was. Yeah, and I was in the like, book, that's who it is. What? I know. Like the, the cartoon leaves it open to your interpretation. Like it's possibly Brom. You don't know. But yeah, it's just Brom. They even but talk about him. It's funny like, to me. Being alive somewhere if, else. If you put them all three together, sleepy hollow, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the animated, and then the, the text. The the chase with Ichabod and the and the headless horseman, or what he believes is the headless horseman, is all present. Yeah, it's, it's all the same. Similarity. Yes, and it's Brom chasing him through the woods on a horse and throws a pumpkin at him. Yeah. And knocks him clear out. Yeah. In all three, and I'm like, all three versions. Yep. Even in Sleepy Hollow, like, they show it as Brom again. They even show the shoulder pads and everything. It's yeah, yeah. So yeah, which is kind of a cool connection. Yeah, it is, and it, I I do I do appreciate that part because I feel like Brom. I I like it was funny because I didn't like Brom and Sleepy Hollow. But I liked Ichabod. But I think that was flip-flopped and it was done really well. So in these versions, I preferred Brom and not Ichabod. Even though Brom was kind of hitting on Van Tassel for probably the same reasons. Um, well, I was reading something on the research about that. Is that they think, the and looking back on the context, is that they think she only showed affection to um, Ichabod to make Brom propose to her. Ah, I got because you. That makes re- sense. Because, like, if you read some of the more context, and like, I, I couldn't read it. I tried. It gave me, <laughs> it gave me pains in my brain. But I listened to uh, a read, a reading of it. And it was Glenn Close because you know Glenn Close mm-hmm. is awesome. So I was able to at least um, tolerate it. And she kind of there's a little bit of that in there. And from my research, found that there was apparently they had been like you know I guess at the time you'd say courting for a really long time. And she wanted Brom to ask her, and he was kind of dragging his feet. It doesn't allude to why, but that's just kind of what it gets to. And the only reason why she showed affections to Ichabod was because of that. Yeah, let's face it. Initiate in, that in Disney movies, the little weird nerdy dude never gets the girl. It's always the big buff dude no. and the pretty girl. You know. Um, so yeah. Yes. Now, a fun story. I was in my research. I found out apparently Washington Irving liked to collect names. And Ichabod Crane is a real person. He was a colonel in the U.S. Army. Um, and they believe oh. that, because that's apparently in the TV show, they made Ichabod Crane a revolutionary sh- soldier uh, before he was a teacher. So he, they think that essentially he met him when he was in the Army and he liked the name. And he collected names for his stories. Uh, Katrina Van Tassel, oh. also a real person. He's, he was a daughter that's of a neat. family he stayed the night with on one of his travels. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, that those are in there and this i love this right here it's like uh someone i was reading this website about it with all these like fun facts and they had this thing so i wonder how she felt about being the character 
character felt about her character being a flirty MacGuffin whose father's fortunes or lands were more relevant than her appearance or lack of personality. <laughs> because you're <laughs> right. You said it earlier. She only is there as what we think is supposed to be the object of affection when really it's the money and the title. Yep. It's the exact, that's the only reason. He wanted so to no be one's Von interested Crane. in her. Yeah, Ichabod Von Crane. He's trying to change it up. So what I want to point out before I forget to point it out is why it became the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And it, okay. it, he explains it at the end of the short story where it's like these silly women wanted to keep the ghost story alive by explaining, you know, that they never knew who the horseman was and that it was just, you know, you might happen to see him. So to bring people to their town. So it's kind of like a gimmick to bring you there. And I, I thought that was a really cool thing because it also like played on that traditional like, oh, women are silly and they'll tell stories and they're gossips and they, but that's how he kind of explains it at the end, which kind of frustrates because he only talks about women doing it. He doesn't say men. He explains that the women of the town wanted to keep the ghost stories alive so they, they would retell the story. And then it just became what it was instead of what it actually was. It being, you know, Brom. Yeah. And, well, and it's it like says everybody here, kind of... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. So. Well, it says right before that, that an old farmer who had been down to New York talks about seeing him. Uh, but yeah, I see here. The last line says, the old country wives, however, who are the best judges of these matters, maintain to this day that Ichabod was spirited away by supernatural means. And it is a favorite favorite story often told about the neighborhood around the winter evening fire. Yeah. So it doesn't say anything about being silly women, just old country wives. Yeah, but it alludes to the fact that they're busy. They don't have well, anything yeah. else better to do than to tell these types of stories. So it's the women who, you know, it's not like. Yeah. To me, it's silly little housewives sitting around and explaining because they don't have anything else better to do. And I was like, just hate it. I Real hate talk, story we, so much. We know they were like the busiest people ever. Well, they had to be. They were yeah. bored out of their minds. Like, I would be so, okay. I joke all the time with Johnny. And I'm like, man, can I just be like a stay-at-home mom or whatever? I would. That would drive me insane. And I applaud anybody who can do that. There's no way in hell that I'm sitting Dude. here and twiddling my th I would be so bored. Not I have to have a job. I ask Aaron all the time, I'm like, honey, could you please, I don't know, win the lottery or something so I can be a kept man. <laughs> I'm going to stay home and play video games all day. <laughs> I'm going to watch horror movies and play video games and nap all the time. Life would be great. No, I would be so bored. You don't have, I'm a busy person. Well, see, think about it. If you were a stay at home mom or wife or whatever, you could write all day. That could be your job. Writing could be your job. And you wouldn't, if you had to worry about any financial reason to work, you'd be like, I just wrote 17 books in the last five years. You could be like the new Stephen King. Like, I write a book every single year. I don't know about the new Steve, the new Stephen King because that, that's a tall, that's a tall order there. You could be the new Washington Irving. 
Oh my gosh, that is the worst thing you could have possibly said. Gross. Super pretentious. Nobody would ever want to read what I had to say. And hey, this ever. is an American classic, man. You watch I it. I do not give a shit if it's American <laughs> classic or not. It was terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, it's not good, folks. It's not. And I'm um, sorry if people love it. I just don't. I just don't. There's no love. No one loves this. Like, no one that's under the age of 200 loves this this, this story. First like, they all, love the one you, we know. The, it, they love the Disney one. I was in an MFA program for creative writing, correct? Yes? Yes. I... We... They did, like, this little round robin thing. They went around the table, and they were like, hey... What is your favorite book? And this bitch literally said, Moby Dick. She's a liar. She thought of the first pretentious book she could think of and said it out loud. I was like, there is no way in hell that you think that Moby Dick is the best book ever. What? No, it's one of those books that we think of in our brains as being a classic. So she wanted to appear... um, I don't know, like, well-read by saying Moby Dick. I don't even know what I said at that point because I was so distraught by the fact that she said Moby Dick. You said The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Don't lie. Shut (laughs) up. First of all, it's not a book. It's a short story. But anyway. It's not even what it's called, actually. It's in a book. What's it called? Oh, where's it at? Yeah, it's compiled in. It's called The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gent. What? Who picked that up? That's the stupidest name. It's a book. It's a collection of 34 essays and short stories. Yeah. Why is that the title? The, the Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gent. But it's comma gent. No so I guess it's the gentleman Jeffrey Crayon. But I don't understand. I don't either. All I know is, is there's someone out there in this world that thinks... The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is one of the best short stories that they've ever read. And I'm going to be like, false. Yeah, There's no. so many other short stories that are good. Uh, a ton. I mean, yes. he also wrote he also wrote Rip, Rip Van Winkle, which is way better than this one. I'd have to reread it to even tell you. It's probably just pretentious. I probably just assume it's better. You know, though, but- you know what? I'm not even going to do it because I don't believe that I will like it. So I'm not even going to touch it. So there's that. Go ahead. You're probably correct. But, you know, <laughs> it's had a lasting impact on yes. um, culture, on horror. It's one of the earliest stories. Um, it's kind of like the Beowulf for that genre. You know what I mean? How Beowulf's like one of those early fantasy stories. I'm not saying like they're on equal footing or even no, the either one are good. But I'm talking about like for I that was- genre of like ghost stories, right? Those Because I'm sure we have like there's that... Um, tradition of telling ghost stories around the fire you know what i mean and i'm yeah. sure we've had those for generations um but to be one of the earliest ones written down and kind of based on those like urban myths you know like the headless horseman's an urban myth mm-hmm. of that revolutionary war soldier who got his head taken off with a cannonball like that's one of those urban myths of that time that he kind of put in he immortalized in this story and it's a cool character I- I appreciate what it has done for spooky season. Like the commercial that came out of it is the best, but which I watched today. 
talking about that Snickers commercial? Yes, I love it. That's funny. Y'all should watch. I'm the horse's headsman. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like I love it. But I pre- but for real, I do appreciate, and I have said that at the beginning that I do appreciate the the chase um, between whoever it is. Well, it is Brom, but like if it were just if just thinking about it in general as a specter. Yeah. on a horse with no head with a pump like a jack-o'-lantern as a head i just think it's really cool um i appreciate that part i just don't necessarily love the writing yeah yeah no I, but, I'm, I'm with you and the characters kind of suck they, they're flat they're very one-dimensional uh yes they're Ron very flat there's Katrina. no well-rounded characters in this story no 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 one at all especially you know Actually, maybe the horse Ron- nobody's not real I can't say that. Well, exactly, but in the story, it's Brom, so he would only he would be yeah. the only well-rounded character because he he changes it up. He doesn't see that. stay the same. Yeah, I could see that. That's about it. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go, folks. Yes, that would definitely be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can say that we love we love Sleepy Hollow. Absolutely. We are kind of kind of meh on the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Disney version, and the book is trash. It's complete trash. Just don't even don't even pick it up. We have read it, so you don't have to. Actually, go to Amazon and get the golden book version and just read it. Anyway. Yeah, read that to your kids. They'll love it. Yeah, read it to um, your kids. Yeah, and watch the Disney one. Because like I said, it has a place in American history. It has a place in yeah. all of our childhoods. And it does, like, kind of, for me, uh, encapsulate spooky season early on. And really, it's there's nothing in it really okay. necessarily about Halloween other than the jack o' lantern that one scene. But I guess because that was even present, it takes place because the the myth of the headless horseman is that he carries his head around and he throws his actual head at Ichabod, not a jack o' lantern. But the Disney version just makes it, you know, they can't have a severed head being tossed around, so they made a pumpkin. So like, it kind of brings it to you know, Halloween. Um, and I guess that's kind of honestly how I tied it in. To me, it's a quintessential Halloween film. It takes place, you know, yeah. it predates American Halloween, but it takes place during that time. Yeah, it's the it's the you know the set the setting and the and just the the overall spookiness of it. I feel like it falls under. Yeah, hundred percent. Halloween season. So there you go. Yeah. That's the bell, Jess. So there you go. Watch Sleepy Hollow. It's a solid A. The cartoon, meh. Watch it with your kids. And the book, uh, don't ever pick it up ever. Read the little golden no. version. Yep. Just, which is just a shortened version of the Disney one. And if you ever have a teacher that says that you're going to read it, has to be switched to a different class. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your counselor immediately. <laughs> I cannot Don't be worry if you're if you're one of my students, it's not happening because uh, I would adamantly say no. Oh, dude, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go print it out right now. I'm reading it to my kids. It's going down. I'm not even an English teacher. Yeah, I'll you, good luck. With, good luck with that. They would be like, I don't even know what this means. Why are we reading this? Uh, exactly. All right, guys, that's <laughs> it for us this week. Uh, check us out on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram. Leave us a like, uh, comment, tell us what you think of the episodes, and we'll see you next time. Bye.